Welcome to The Machine, everybody. I am your host, Mario, along with my co-hosts, Jeffro and Lee. Journey with us into conspiracy theories and the unexplained. Hello and welcome back, everybody. I am your host, Mario, along with my co-host, who is here, present with us, Jeffro. Hello, everybody out there. How are you doing? Jeffro, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine as well. Uh, again, no uh, Leaford. Leaford is... Uh, Still missing, missing in action. You know what? I, I I almost wonder because he did happen to get vaccinated, so maybe that has something to do with his disappearance. I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Well, we got a bit to talk about uh, on this on this podcast episode because you and I we had just recently watched. We're, we're we're fans of Joe Rogan, right? You're in a, we're doing podcasts. If you're in a podcast industry, whether you're big or small, whatever, everybody knows who Joe Rogan is, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's the king of it right now. You guys, my, this guy's my fucking hero. Okay. Cause I just, I, I love Joe Rogan. He's not afraid to talk about, um, edgy subject matters. You just the same way. He's not, uh, he's not mainstream. So therefore, he's not afraid to offend anybody if need be. If that's you know getting the point across happens to offend somebody, tough shit. We learned a little bit recently from the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, we were listening to an episode where he was talking to Doctor Brett Weinstein. Was it Weinstein or Weinstein? Berenstein. Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah. Mandela effect. Mandela effect. Right. Yeah. Um, and. Dr. Pierre Corey, I believe his name was. Is it Pierre Corey? I believe it was Pierre Corey. Corey Pierre? Pierre Corey. Pierre Corey, okay. And what we were learning is about a drug that had been approved years ago through the FDA. 40 years ago. 40 years ago of a drug called... Ivermectin. Ivermectin? Is it Ivermectin or Ivermectin? I butcher everything. I tell when we talk about these things, I butcher everything that we're talking about. So it's ivermectin, uh, depending on how you want to pronounce it. It's spelled I V E R M E C T I N. Right, and when we listened to this podcast, podcast was what almost two hours long. It was like a, an uh, hour like, and forty minutes long. That podcast was three hours. Was it? Was it three hours long? Yeah. Gosh, maybe I didn't listen to the whole thing. So we were listening to this podcast and. It was these two doctors in the genetic field, right? In medicine. Right. Who were saying, this is the cure to COVID. They, in more, in so many, so many words, they're saying, this is the cure for COVID, right? Right. So the, this ivermectin is something that was approved 40 years ago for uh, river disease, some sort of river blindness. River blindness, yeah. Right, in Africa. Uh, so it's an antiviral, or I believe it's an, considered an antiviral. Right. And uh, it, it it's a drug that has found other uses for things such as dengue fever, uh, malaria, a couple other things. But it's got a history where... It's been safe. It's it's been proven safe. Um, otherwise, it wouldn't have been on the market for forty years. It would have been somebody would have come along with a lawsuit. So, you know, 
the, the biggest problem they ascertained on on the podcast was something along the fact that since it has been out for so long, it's no longer underneath patent law. Right, and this drug, this particular drug, the cybermectin, has been used, and you were talking about, to treat different viral infections throughout history. Throughout history. Decades. Decades. And all of a sudden, the patent runs out on it. Nobody talks about it because the cost of this drug now is almost non-existent. Right, and the and the way they came about this information, and I'm going by memory here, but uh, at the beginning of this pandemic, there there was a free for all. There, you know, everybody across the world was just trying to figure out anything that might be effective, and uh, by chance they had a study where I believe it was chimpanzee organs or chimpanzee blood or something along those lines. They applied this ivermectin, and it eliminated the COVID virus within 48 hours. So that's within 48 hours. The COVID virus is, is non-existent within the bloodstream. Yeah. I don't know if it was a live chimpanzee or it might've just been an organ, but yeah, but that's what we're talking about. Right. Right. That, that precipitated the the fact or thought, okay, let's go ahead and, and move along. And, and since it had already been proven safe through the FDA and there had been a lot of times and places in other countries where this stuff was basically what they call, uh, from the street to the bedside. I'm not exactly sure of the terminology, but basically a medicine that doesn't have a lot of trials and it goes straight from, you know, practice right into, or not practice, but straight from the lab into practice. So, yeah, uh, they were finding a lot of success in, in some of these limited trials all over the, the world. So here's where it, it, it fucks me up in the head a little bit. Okay, and I think this is exactly kind of what Joe Rogan was talking about on his podcast and how it fucked him up in the head a little bit. We've got this drug. There have been studies. It's been proven to be effective against this pandemic viral infection. And the only thing I find when I Google ivermectin the first thing that comes up on google is why the fda does not want you to use ivermectin to treat covid19 and the disturbing part of that is is the number one thing that comes up now is it is no longer under the patent law of the fda approval that it has been in the past. So the patents run out, right? Right. That's gone. Yeah. Dr. Corey was saying something along the lines that it only costs, it costs less than a dollar per dosage to manufacture. And I think that's where the bigger disturbing part comes from. Something that we already know. Something we already know. And, and they do a really good, I, I can't remember everything from memory here, but they, they do a really good job. And Joe does a good job of pushing back, you know, saying, well, why don't you think this is being approved, right? He he's playing the devil's advocate. He's he's Which trying is, to. He's so good at it. right. And at every turn, you see if you see the video, if you don't have just the audio clip, you see both these doctors kind of shaking their head and their eyes get real big and they put their hands up like we don't know. One one of the interesting studies was done in South America. I forget the country, but they had 
and I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be really wrong with these numbers, but I think it was 788 uh, frontline workers took ivermectin, and I think it was like 433 did not. So there was a study of like 1,300 people. Um, out of the 430 something people that did not take the ivermectin. 350 contracted COVID. Mm-hmm. Whereas out of the 788 frontline workers that were on a regimen of ivermectin, never contracted the disease. So it not only worked as a cure for the disease, it was preventative. It was preventative. The they, they used the word prophylactic, which I think maybe most of our listeners hear that word. And I don't, think, I don't, what, what's a. Prophylactic. Most people think of condoms as a prophylactic. Oh well, that's that's why I'm confused because I don't use those. Right. (laughs) So no prophylactic, from what I understand, is basically a scientific term meaning preventative, which is what you're saying. This this was drug was given prior to contracting the disease. So not only is it a therapeutic, but it's a possible protective medication prior to contracting something. Right, and just to be clear, I don't use condoms because I've been married since forever. Um, I've got no reason to use a condom at this point. Um, but I just don't want our listeners thinking, well, here we go. We have a disease-infested co- you know, host here telling us about diseases. <laughs> it's not the case, I promise you. Uh, I'm very clean, very, very clean. Um, Doth protest too much. Right. So, so this... This ivermectin prevents. Not only does it, not only does it cure, it works. Well, they they pull short of making any definitive statements, but what they do really proclaim is: listen, there's a lot of evidence pointing towards this being very useful, right? Because well, I remember he used percentages too, and he right. was in the was, 90, 90 percentage area. Right, it was like eighty. 85% of his patients that because he this doctor uh, Pierre Corey he's part of a he's he's a triage doctor that works in emergency rooms and um, him and his uh, co-workers had come up with a um, group of doctors that first started attacking this COVID at the beginning of the uh, and if you anybody wants to uh Look their group up. It's called the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, uh, FLCCC for short. And they have a website and they even have a lot of – they have a procedural uh, list on their website stating how they use ivermectin, you know. So, you know, anybody out there might be dealing with this because I, I don't know how many people we're reaching. You know, our, our listenership is improving and, and growing. So thank you guys out there. But uh, if yes, absolutely. We thank don't you. know, you know, how many of our listeners are dealing with this issue. If this is a new drug that you guys have never heard of, because, you know, I had never heard of this prior to three or four days ago. Well, there's been no money around it for how long? Well, right? I've, I've heard of hydroxychloroquine, right? But I have I had never heard of ivermectin as being a therapy, which was immediately demonized. Because, and I think one of the reasons why hydroxychloroquine was immediately demonized is because one of the first people to talk about it was President Donald Trump at the time, and that obviously didn't go hand in hand with the mainstream media and you know what they wanted. However, uh, like I said, I you know I was looking uh, I looked up ivermectin on 
Google, and that, like I said, the first thing that I found was that it's not FDA approved. Well, it's no longer under the FDA patent, right? Right. It's no longer under, right. This underneath is, patent law, which I I could be wrong, but I believe anything after twenty years, if it, there's a generic form. It's sort of like music, you know, like after 20 years, you no longer receive royalties. It becomes public domain right. or something along right. those lines. So now they can't make top dollar. Right, because it's a public domain. Public domain. Right. So the, the the thing that I find funny about this, and it's not really, I mean, I, it's not funny, haha, it's funny, disturbing. The thing that I find disturbing, and I'll say disturbing about this, is that the vaccinations that are being pushed by mainstream media and the WHO and the CDC and NIH, ADIA, or everything, all right? Go out, go out, get vaccinated. And we've heard that from the president right now. It's safe. It's safe. Go out, get vaccinated. Why is he? I'm seeing all these TikTok videos of him, you know, whispering, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Shut the fuck up, Joe. Okay, well, they're not because following the science. They're not following the science. One, two. We're talking about vaccinations that are not FDA approved. So if something happens to you, when we, we've talked about this before, there's nothing you can do. There was we were just recently talking about. We were watching a YouTube video about uh, somebody else who was Dr. Weinstein's uh, podcast, Dark Horse. Dark Horse, and they made mention of a person who did get vaccinated and gave birth. And Jeffro, what happened within that birth? The fetus was born with the brain split open into two. And obviously the child was dead. Because... um, But my point here is, what what can this patient do now? Nothing. Her baby's dead. Who can she sue? No one. No liability. Because... Of the emergency approval... Non FDA approved, right? Non FDA, and make You're no mistake it about it. At your own risk. Make no mistake about it. People, even though they're wanting us all to take this vaccine, it is not FDA approved. It bypassed that whole that whole procedure. And if you're like me, if you're like me, it doesn't matter if it's FDA approved, because some of the things that we do see that are FDA approved. We find out later on that it just they're not good for you. You know what? You know one of the scariest things. Doctor Weinstein had a scientist on that program that we both were referencing, and uh, it was a doctor by the name of Robert W. Malone. If you guys don't know who he is, that's fine. I'll tell you. He's the creator of mRNA vaccines and an NRA drug as a drug. Now, let's get this clear. His name was Robert Malone? Yeah, Dr. Robert Malone, MD. He's he's the one, he's the creator of this technology that we're using to go ahead and, and create these vaccines and, you know, you know so this, distribute them. This guy, he comes up with this, this way of dis- creating and distributing vaccinations, it, mRNA, right? Right, and... and it's in his mind, you know, gene therapy, right? That was he's he's part of the gene therapy. Brilliant man, brilliant man, right? Right. I mean, we're talking about following the science, right? And following the facts. This is the guy you want this, in your corner, right? Exactly. And this guy questions the vaccine. He he says, 
in most FDA trials, in any FDA trials prior to the COVID pandemic, this particular vaccine would have never been approved. And they get really technical. So, and I, you know, I don't have a PhD, obviously, (laughs) but what they were talking about was the delivery system. Whenever most vaccines are inoculated, they stay in wherever the inoculation site is. Right. Right. Whether it be the arm or the, or the ass cheek. And the body sends antibodies or white blood cells to the area to attack it, to learn how to defeat it. And then that circulates throughout the system. What's scary about this is it's supposed to stay in the area. That's what it was sold to us as a public. Hey, listen, this is just like other vaccines, right? But that's not what it's actually doing. What it's actually doing is it's being bioactive. What what they claimed was bioactive and bio... um, not sure of the term we use, but anyways, basically, but it's it's designed it's designed to go around your immune system. Well, it's maybe if it wasn't designed, it's that's what's doing. It's it's going through your entire system. It's going to your heart. It's going to your brain. It's going to your organs. It's not staying in a local area like it's supposed to. Right. So this is where you're getting these people that you see on these other social media sites having like this electromagnetic effect. With their derm, you know, subdermal effect with you know magnets being stuck to their skin, right? Because I like I was just talking to you about, in, and we tried it on Lee. I tried it on Lee to see if a magnet would stick to his arm because this was one of the things that I questioned. I started seeing on TikToks, you know, those things. People make videos all the time that are full of shit, and I'm thinking all these videos. There's no way this is, you know, this can't be real. I mean, I'm the guy that usually leans more toward. Well, yeah, you know, this is why this is... I'm the conspiracy theory guy, right? I'm the critical thinker guy. I I even question this. So I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay, this can't be real. It sounded, it sounded hyperbolic. It's, uh, yeah, right. So I, I I asked Lee for his assistance. I work with Lee. And I said, you know, you were recently vaccinated in the next, you know, within the prior two days, I think it was. And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, can you come into my office? I want to see something. Oh, sure. So he comes in, and I got this magnet, and I stuck it to his arm, and it stuck. And I thought, oh, okay, there's, there's got to be a logical explanation. It's just, it's maybe the oil's in your skin. I guess some paper towel or whatever, you know, alcohol wiped, made sure everything was clean. The mm-hmm. magnet. Oil skins. No oils. Oils right. from the skin, right. Magnet, his arm, everything. Made sure it was all clean. The magnet's still stuck. And not only does it... It wasn't like I had to push it there to get it to stick. It stuck. Fast forward another about a week or so later on. I'm starting to see more and more TikTok videos of people saying, uh, these magnets are sticking everywhere now. Like, there was a woman I seen with uh, a magnet stuck to her back. And they were doing the same thing. They were wiping off her shoulder. Nowhere near the injection site. And sticking this magnet to her back. So now, which blew my mind. Because it goes alongside with what you were talking about in uh, Dr. Robert... Uh, I already forgot his name. Malone? Malone. Yeah. Dr. Robert Malone. It goes along with what you're saying. 
on how it moves throughout the body, moves throughout the DNA. So this goes hand in hand with uh, well, what you and I were talking. Well, I sent you a video on uh, magnetogenetics. You use it to draw to certain areas. Okay, so and and I'm gonna go a little bit off the deep end here, like I did with you earlier, right? Okay. Let's say that there are we know nanobot technology exists. How do you get an antibody throughout a body without the immune system attacking it? You find a way to get around it. You cloak it. So that's exactly what this doctor is talking about. Well, not only that, they they actually go again a little bit deeper. I, I don't want to sound too much of an idiot, even though I am. Uh, they were also talking about hey, these spike proteins. We're idiots. We're idiots. Okay. Okay. Uh, they were talking about the spike protein actually being cytotoxic, meaning they were supposed to be benign. You know these these spike proteins that were in the vaccine, and if they initially attach themselves, if these uh, vaccine, if these mRNA vaccine cells initially attach themselves to the cell of the body, initially they they have some sort of uh, membrane around the pro- the spike protein. As long as it stays in place, it's safe. But the problem is these spike proteins, the the spikes themselves. If you if you imagine a baseball or a ball, and there being spikes on it. Mm-hmm. They're cleaving off. They're breaking off of the port. And that's how they're traveling throughout the body. That's why they're not staying local. And what ends up happening is there's no membrane around the other spikes. So they become cytotoxic. And that's what's causing – there was an example of a person who had real bad uh, shaking. Seizures. Seizures. Yeah. Another person was having issues uh, with a heart attack several hours after receiving – it was interesting as uh, these doctors were interacting with people around them, right? This one doctor was interacting with just a few people that came into his home to do a few repairs and whatnot. And in most cases, whenever a vaccine is distributed to the public, you do have side effects, right? But there's usually not a lot of side effects. And he said, statistically, if one person came to him and said, hey, yeah, you know, yeah, I had some issues with, with the vaccine, you know, that could be believable. But he also found out that this gentleman's wife was also having issues. So he used a terminology of this is like lightning striking twice. Right. Right. The the chances of having complications to a vaccine within a group of people that small, like two out of two. And it, we're not talking about a minor complication here either. No. Because I know people who've gotten the vaccine have said, you know, it made my arm heat up or you know it gave me a headache for a little while and then i got you know i got over the headache and you know things like that this this woman as he describes started shaking uncontrollably yeah so and what's what's scary about all this and it blows my mind is this isn't the only place you hear about these side effects this is you hear this constantly right right more but, often than not anymore right but yet you go back to Dr. Corey, and it seems that they have at least have found some type of therapy that has very limited side effects going back 40 years. Less side effects than the vaccine. 
so why aren't we at least diving more into that and and you know studying more into that type of research well, it was the same thing that you and I talked about previously and when we did the episode on the FDA and vaccinations then and we were talking about uh, Royal Rife curing cancer and the studies that he had of curing, you know, destroying cancer cells through frequency waves. You know, no needles, no prodding, no radiation, frequency. And, and curing, not curing. perpetually being sick. We're talking... 15 vigorous cancer patients on their deathbeds. He cured, I believe, I'd have to go back and look, but I believe it was 9 out of, I want to say 9 out of 14, if I'm remembering correctly. I mean, they focused on the 5 that didn't. Well, not only that, they took his research and destroyed it. And by at that time, the funding for medicine was and still is ran by a Rothschild organization. So if there's no money to be had, if you can destroy cancer with sound waves, with just frequency waves, then there's no money to be had in chemo. There's no money to be had in medication to consistently give to cancer patients. And we've seen it many times. The FDA approves things that end up later on, we find out, is a very good cause for cancer. Well, then they come up with something else. And then you find out later on, hey, you know, this is a very good cause for cancer. Well, then they come up with something else. And it's the same thing over and over and over again. This vaccination, I'm not even willing to touch. They're saying, if you take this vaccination, this is all on you. You can't go after anybody. You can't sue anybody. If you end up having seizures, if you end up in death, which has happened from taking a vaccination. However, the mainstream media is pushing this heavily the 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 biden administration is pushing this heavily from the research that uh, dr Corey referenced on the podcast with joe how many deaths have occurred with ivermectin over the last 40 years zero zero that we know of so already case closed as far as the therapy right you would think you would think you would think yeah and i'll i'll go back even to a previous episode that we did with the fauci emails this this coronavirus the sars virus was created there's more evidence leaning toward it being created Rather than coming from a bat, which we know, there's so much evidence saying, yes, this was created from a lab, a virology, I'm going to butcher the word, virology in Wuhan, the coronavirus, right? I I, I even, did I send you the link to the uh, the John Stewart? The John Stewart. The John Stewart YouTube. Did you see that? Yeah. If I can... I don't know if I shared it on a previous podcast episodes or I mean, if I have it, you're going to hear it again and I'll share it. I, I, and I honestly mean this. I think we owe a great debt of gratitude to science. Science has in many ways helped ease uh, the suffering of this pandemic uh, 
which was more than likely caused by science. <laughs> so, and that's kind of. Hold on, was that? No, 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 no. Not, listen, listen. I'll, it's I'll, coffee. I wouldn't I'm, do that. To you. I wouldn't for, do that to you. I'm so what, what do you? Takes, well, what do you? What, 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 what do you mean by? Do you mean like well, so Mr. Perhaps was, there's, there's a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance. Well, but I, so, I, 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 oh my if God. there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. That's just, that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they ask those scientists, they're like, how did this... So wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan... Respiratory coronavirus lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. <laughs> and you're like, no. I, you, you, the wait, name wait, of your lab. Wait. If you look at the name, look at the name. Can I, let me see your business card. Show me your business card. Oh, I work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, wait okay, a second. Okay. Wait a second. Wait a what second. about this? What about wait this? Listen to this. Wait a second. All right. John. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. That could be. That could be. That, that could By be. By the way, Let me... I gave them all tuberculosis. Just yes. That could, that could very well be, and Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins at NIH have said, like, it should definitely be investigated. Don't stop with the logic and people and things. The no, name of the disease... Wait a second. Wait a second. the building. Wait a second. But I, I, it could be possible. You could be right. It could be possible that they have the lab in Wuhan to study the novel coronavirus diseases because... In Wuhan, there are a lot of novel coronavirus diseases because of the bat population sure, no, there. I understand. It's, it's like the same. It's like, a wait local a specialty, and it's the only place to find bats. You won't find bats no, anywhere it's like else. Saying, oh why? wait, Austin, Texas has thousands of them that fly out of a cave every night, every night at dusk. Is there a, a coronavirus in Austin? Coronavirus? No, it doesn't seem to be in Austin. Coronavirus. <laughs> the only coronavirus we have is in Wuhan. Yes. Where they have a lab called... What's the lab called again, Stephen? The Wuhan Novel Coronavirus Lab. I believe that's uh-huh. the case. And now, how long have you worked for Senator Ron Johnson? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about Ron Johnson. This is not a conspiracy. Here's it, the thing it, about science. A, you could be right. Here's, you could be right. But this is the problem with science. Science is incredible. But they don't know when to stop. And nobody in the room with those cats ever goes, yeah, I don't know if we should do that. Like, a few agree, years back... I agree with you. If few, science can do it, they will do it. They will do it. They're like, oh, curiosity killed the cat. Oh, okay, well, let's kill 10,000 cats to find out why. And you're like, that's what science does. They, they push things. They, they do the thing like, okay, listen to this. 
So a few years back. You know we stopped filming a long time ago. I understand that. Ago. Can I tell you something? This is this is what happens. I've been. I. I've. I've been alone for so long. <laughs> and when I realized that the laboratory was having the same name, <laughs> first name and last name, of the evil that had been plaguing us, I thought to myself, that up. <laughs> listen, listen to what I'm saying. John, they, I'll tell you what I'm suspicious of. I'm gonna, I'll tell you what I'm suspicious of. I'm suspicious of the Daytona Beach Spring Break Herpes Lab. <laughs> that might be where all the herpes comes from. Uh, I've, I've been to that lab. Oh, I know. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> we, we have to take a brief break, John. What? Yes. We'll be right back with more of wherever this edit happened. Stick around. You could see the panic in, in Colbert's eyes because well, yeah. he works for one of the mainstream media conglomerates that pays him to do his show. So in this video, right, and John Stewart's talking about, yeah, it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. It came from the Wuhan lab of vi- virology. A coronavirus. A coronavirus virus, right? Stop trying to pass it off as an accident. It was engineered through gain of function, which we've seen through the emails. And now, the same people who were messing with this shit have ties into the same people who are pushing this vaccination. And none of this shit is helping anybody. But they refuse to look... At a drug that is, we'll say around 90%, 90% effective. We're talking about saving hundreds of thousands, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of lives that, that have, could have been prevented from being lost. The, the, the financial damage that it has done on different countries, not just this one. I mean, if you need more evidence of a worldwide government, I don't know what else you need. To me, anyway. I mean, that, and, and that's what I kind of look at it because there was only, and we were talking about this also, there was only one person willing to say it's because it, it comes from China. It's a China virus. No, it's, it's not, it's not racist at all. No, it came from China. Well, he's right. It came from China. So by not looking at the facts, just by simply denying facts because you want to work off of your emotions by saying, well, what you're telling me is it come from China and I find that highly racist. No, it's not racist. We know it come from Wuhan, where this lab is, right? Right. And now we're being told this damn thing could have been cured. We could have stopped this. We could have prevented so many deaths if somebody would have just listened and said, hey, listen. We've got this drug, Evermectin. Okay, that's a good drug, but here's the problem. There's no patent on it anymore, so there's no money to be made. Dismissed. That's what happened. That's what happened. That's exactly what and happened. And not to mention, just, just real quick, 
I actually believe the narrative that they pushed out was actually more racist than claiming that it was a lab leak by saying it was the dirty Chinese eating out of, you know, nasty oh, wet yeah, marks. Definitely. You know, you're, you're, you're well, portraying maybe, the, you're portraying the people of China as being dirty, nasty, you know. Make no mistake. That's more wet, racist than. To me, the wet markers, they're still pretty dirty. I mean, they are, but to claim that by that's the certain, case. Right. To claim, and I see what you're saying, and you're right. To claim that that's the case, knowing damn well that that is not the case, is blatant racism. Right. I mean, I, I, it's more acceptable when it comes to a racist to say it was an accident, a lab accident, you know, high-tech lab accident, than it is as a, a societal issue where this is what all Chinese people do. No. Repeat, listen, at the end of the day, we're all people. We right. all have organs. We all have blood. This is affecting a black person just the same way it's affecting a white person, just as the same as a, it's affecting a Chinese person or anybody of any other origin. Well, I'm just saying you're right. I'm just saying the narrative, they, they wanted to portray that their version of the narrative was less racist right. than and what that, Trump was saying. In actuality, that's an intelligent person right. looking at what they were saying, you know, <laughs> what they were saying was, you know, what the popular idea was, oh, no, it came from the wet marks. That was more racist than, so. The orange man said it, he's bad. Yeah, right. Persona non grata. Anything he right. said is wrong. Which, and that's exactly how it was. Yeah, and, and that's dangerous, you know. You might not like what he has to say, but, I mean, he was elected president, so you have to, you know, and we were talking, give him his due. We, and we were talking about this. This completely feels... Like population control, does it not? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'll be completely full disclosure here. Considering, you know, my position and whatnot, you know, going across state lines, you know, coming in contact with a lot of people, I was seriously considering taking the vaccine. I remember and that. I, and I had easy access to get the vaccine. Really easy access to get the vaccine. And it wasn't until you told me that antidote with Lee and said, Hey, listen, you know, this is what happened. And, you know, I, I, part of my spiritual evolution has a lot to do with the idea of, you know, everything being frequency, us mm -hmm. as human beings being frequency. Well, I think that's fact more than anything. Yeah. I think it's something we know. And the second you told me it was interfering with our magnetic, our personal magnetic tor, you know, toral, toroidal field. Um, there, there's might be something in this that might affect, you know, the electrical waves between our brains and our hearts. I, I, I if I was riding a horse, I, I pulled the reins on that son bitch real done quick. <laughs> okay, and I was like, it really gave me pause of thought and. <laughs> This is weird, you know, you and I started this podcast, you know, just to basically as a, a form of a year ago. Yeah, as, as a form of, of therapy for ourselves because we thought, hey, listen, we're going crazy, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, so thanks, audience, for being our doctors. <laughs> we're sitting on the couch here every week trying to work this stuff out. But uh, when, when we started, we told you guys you're going to start – having things come to you without even realizing it. And if you guys remember the podcast we had several uh, weeks ago regarding 
the universe and Dr. Montagne with the water and how he was able to basically teleport DNA from one country to another from Paris to Italy. We're talking about somebody who really knows his viruses because he was part of the team, head of the team that found the HIV. You sent me a TikTok video where he made the claims that, hey, listen, if you take this vaccine, you know, just get the body bags ready, right? Because this is really, really dangerous how fast this went through. And if you look into some of his uh, later comments, he, he clarified. So, you know, it wasn't as dramatic as it was played out, which most things are, right? But he was saying that his biggest concern was distributing this to minors and distributing this to people under, you know, under the age. And he was saying sure. that it's some of the ingredients in this vaccine is known to affect genetic variants. And there's no way to correct those genetic variances. So it may make the population, a lot of the population sterile. And if you are able to have children, you're going to pass on genetic deficiencies to the next generation. And that was his concern because he, so, you know, he kind of pulled back on the, you know, doom and gloom side of the immediate doom and gloom, but he's held to his gun saying, Hey, listen, you know, we don't have any idea what kind of variants this is going to affect. And then I was like, I was completely out at that point. I was like, okay, there's no reason why I had never heard of this guy's name, Dr. Montagnier. And then come across some of his work in our research for the podcast, you know? And I'm like, oh damn, this guy fucking teleporting DNA. That's crazy. And then it wasn't even two or three weeks later, two or three weeks later that, you know, he comes out against a, a viral therapy like the vaccine is like, hey, listen, you guys better be careful about how how quick you're sending this out because there's there's some ingredients and shit in here that may not be safe and has been proven not to be safe in past. Well, he he knows the the, the workings of uh, the inner workings of bigger governments, right? Well, and he's he's working against the grain as it is with the teleportation stuff right with the dna because he's on an uphill battle so so this guy's hitting the panic button without saying the word panic yeah he's still hitting the button yeah right and i just thought to myself what are the coincidences you know what what is the chance that this guy comes out who's on the cutting edge of the study of water and then this pandemic comes and he he's throwing up like you said the red flag too. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, let's yeah. let's slow down. What's going on here? This doesn't make any sense, you know. And I I was completely out at that point. And it, the the dis uh, the, the bigger disturbing part to me though is while all of this is going on, and we're we're learning more about this drug ever evermectrin, ivermectrin, right? And we're learning about Montagnier. His idea on the vaccination. His, what we're learning about uh, the side effects right, of the vaccination. His caution of it. His yeah, caution of it. That. While all of this is going on, and, and I said it again, and I'll say it again, it's the bigger governments that are pushing this vaccination, especially our government here in the United States, Joe Biden over and over again. The guy is uncognitive to begin with. I mean, if we're talking about anybody who should really think at all, but twice, about 
giving information or, or advice to anyone. It's it's this guy. I mean, whether you like him or you don't, okay? The guy is not in a right mind. He's definitely got a state of dementia, and I don't care who likes it. I don't care who doesn't. There's a level of dementia within this man's brain right now, and he's going to try to tell me and the rest of the United States to take this vaccination that is non-FDA approved, so if there are side effects or anything happens to it, there's nothing you could do, you're fucked, right? Uh-oh, we killed your family, sorry. We're being told, and we're being people who don't want to get this vaccination are like, wait a minute, I don't want to do that. They're being demonized by the mainstream media, the far left, the Biden administration. How can you demonize somebody who doesn't want to poison themselves? And that's what we're talking. We're talking about poisoning yourself here. Poisoning yourself to, if not right now, because we don't know what the long-term side effects are yet. We're still learning. Right. We know what the immediate side effects are. We were talking about the shaking and everything that people are having and those type of people side effects. People are having severe side effects. Severe. And you could be okay. You could be okay right now. And I'll say this. If you're listening out there and you did get the vaccination, I pray for you. Okay? Whether, whether it's of... My religious belief or spiritual belief or yours or whatever, I'm, I'm going to pray to some sort of high entity for these people who did get it, who didn't, are trying to do the right thing, but were misguided and misled by the mainstream media, by all of these entities. The thing is, why are, and they're still talking, they're still talking, Jeffro, they're talking about vaccination cards for travel, they're talking about vaccination cards for other things in the future they're, they're talking about it i talked about getting uh you know uh, the idea was thrown in uh congress about getting showing a vaccination card in order to obtain a driver's license was was thrown out there how are you going to force people and this was something that scared me and the same thing goes you know if 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 they want my child to take a vaccination to go back to school, guess who's not going to school? I think the education system in this country is a fucking joke to begin with, especially with this critical race theory bullshit. How are you going to just call everybody, every every white person's a fucking racist? Eat my dick, right? And that's what I'm going to say. Eat, eat my dick. I'm not a racist, okay? I'm not. I believe in equality just as much as the other, the next person, because we're all the same. Just because we have different skin color does not mean we are not the same. We are definitely the same. So don't come to me and tell me I'm a racist or try to educate my kids that they're immediately racist just because they're of a different color. That within itself is racism. But, sorry, my little rant there. These are the same people that I, and I'm, I'm telling you, I can see it happening. I can see them saying, well, next year you want your child to come to this school, they're going to have to be vaccinated. Uh, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen with me, and I guarantee you a lot of people out there, they're going to want to homeschool their own children. And if, if this becomes an issue, then it's going to become a big, big issue. How is this any different than how it was in Eastern Berlin? And show me your papers. It's not. It's the same thing. It, when show I posted, me your papers. When I posted that meme, because I, <laughs> I did post a meme, a meme on our uh, Facebook account, which is... On, Another one of the memes that got us thrown in Facebook jail. It was... We need paroled. <laughs> right. 
Well, we can't. Well, I'm not allowed to. We are we are not allowed to invite people to like our Facebook page anymore either. We can't do shit. So when I shared this meme, it was uh, a bunch of Germans with uh, you know holding somebody at gunpoint, saying "Show me your papers," and I just put a little "Show me your vaccination papers," and man, did I get slammed for that. But that's what they're pushing for. That's what we're seeing. That's you're knocking around the idea. When you shouldn't be knocking around the idea. If we don't learn from our past, we are deemed to repeat it. And that is exactly what's going on right here. People aren't opening exactly. their eyes. It see, at times it feels like we're living in Nazi-occupied Germany anymore. Operation Paperclip. I mean, it seems like their ideology found its way over here. And the different things, the different things they do to see if they can get the masses to follow, to to get the masses to do what they want them to do. And, and it, one of the things, and you you and I kind of disagree on this a little bit, but in that podcast, they were talking about the six foot distancing, right? Well, yeah. What he was saying was, um, from how I understand it, was they're finding that this virus acts as an aerosol not so much as airborne but as an aerosol and then how they differentiate it was something that's airborne by standing six feet apart you could prevent contraction of the disease because by the time you spew out or sneeze or talk or whatever gravitation gravity gravity will force it to fall you know if it's just airborne and what they were talking about an aerosol format is something that saturates the air and and suspends itself in the air over a period of time like a fog which is worse right like right and this would go to why things like super spreader events happen when it's indoors because it's not so much you could be six feet apart everybody could be six feet apart but if they're all like in a bingo hall or they're all in a church or they're all in a choir room right if somebody has it and it's you know they're breathing in and out and they're saturating the air with it it could still you know fumigate or permeate throughout you know throughout the entire room and that's how you're going to capture it so i made the analogy to you of if somebody's at a dairy queen or something like that and they're in there and they order their food or whatever and they have it and i come in you know Five minutes later or whatever, because we don't know how long it's going to saturate the air. We know it saturates the air, right? It's an aerosol, right? what this guy's saying. And we're talking about people who have done their, their research right. on this since day one. If I go in there and I happen to be just near that air and I breathe it in. If you walk into that fog. If I walk into that fog, I'm contracting it. You, you, you're so likely to contract it. Likely to contract it. So you're six foot does nothing you're six foot distance it it does absolutely nothing and and i here's here's the part where you disagree with me a little bit when i whenever we talk about the masks i'll agree that maybe the uh was the n95 mask is that n95 i believe it's n95 yeah they you know okay that may help you but a piece of cloth to cover your face to me if if you can get pathogen that saturates the air it's definitely going to saturate your clothing it's going to saturate that cloth so you st- eventually you're still going to breathe it in it may just sit on that cloth you could go you know by the time you get out to your car you still got that face mask on you're still breathing that shit in so to me 
that makes it even more not only does it make it more dangerous one two that makes your facial mask completely voided it right. doesn't it doesn't it doesn't help but all of which could be prevented if we look into this evernectrum right again it could be used as a preventative measure and a matter of fact, uh, going back on the ivermectin, uh, you you look online. There, there's been several cases. May fifth, Illinois hospital gives COVID nineteen patient ivermectin under court order. Um, there's so an, court order Help under me court out order. Here. The patient had to fight for the right to take ivermectin because he's struggling using traditional. So this patient had to fight for his right to take a medication that he wanted in his body. Right, it's his body. Right, this per- I'm, I'm guessing it's a him. Um, may not, not be. Sh- not sure. This person. We'll say this person. Right. All right. I don't want to gender specify of the one of the two. Yeah, if you're triggered by that, kiss my ass too. <laughs> but uh, they have to fight for this ever ivermectin to be administered to them, and the hospital's refusing it. However. We're talking about a vast, a, a vast release of a vaccination that we know is harmful to the human body, but this drug that we know at least ninety percent is curable, right? And, and they're telling them no. They're no, telling this person no. No, and then right, and then you see a lot of different stories. Um, there was a story of. Um, Western New York near Buffalo, Mildred Fillmore, uh, got received it underneath court law. There was another person uh, in Kentucky that took it to the state Supreme Court and asked for ivermectin, and the, and the hospital turned around and relented and gave the person one dose, and that was it. So, so what's happening? There, there's a I don't know. There, there's a crazy pushback. Um, Judge orders Batavia Hospital to treat coronavirus patient with ivermectin. You know, we talked about this too, and this is something that I'm very curious um, to get some of the people's uh, questions or, or opinions on. It's funny that in these cases, you have patients that learn about this drug through articles and other sources, and they want to go ahead and try it because some of these patients are basically literally on their deathbed. And they've got no other choice, right? So at that point, why why not try something that's a cheap drug? But it's it's funny, don't you guys think that we sit through 20 minutes of commercials every hour when we're watching television, and what, half of those, half those commercials, if not three-quarters of those commercials? Get vaccinated, get vaccinated. I'm well, no, getting... that's not even where I'm going with this. They're, I'm talking about just general medication. Oh, They're yeah. saying, hey, listen, you know, uh, if you think you might you know, have these symptoms, go to your doctor and, and ask about, you know, whatever. And then they've got other medication saying, well, this is a booster medication. If you have diabetes, this medication will help the medication you're already on. And just ask your doctor. So it's okay for us to go to our family practitioner mm-hmm. and say, hey, listen, I saw this commercial. I want to go ahead and try this medication. And the family practitioner could say, oh, yes, here you go. Absolutely. We'll just go ahead and give it to you. Yeah, it's got a patent yet, on it. Why not? Right, yeah. It's still $10,000 a dose. But yet 
people are dying and they're saying, hey, listen, I'm going to use this same sort of, you know, format of self-diagnosis. Listen, none of this shit you're giving me is working. You know, I'm on a ventilator. I'm I'm dying. I can't fucking see my family. I'm secluded. Yeah. Let me, you know, give me the ivermectin. Oh, no, no, we can't give you that. I mean, you fucking tell me to go ahead and self-diagnose myself, you know, five hours a day through commercials, but all of a sudden I can't self-diagnose myself with a medicine when I'm trying to throw a Hail Mary here just to stay alive? When I ask you about a medication that is 90% proven to help, you're going to tell me no just because you can't get top fucking dollar out of it? You have to... Explain that to me. Uh, explain uh, to us. Explain it to us because it. Listen, if you think about that analogy, it makes no damn sense that we can go around as a population self-diagnosing ourselves. Yet, whenever it comes to a situation that you know information is being suppressed about a medicine that could be helpful, we can't self-diagnose ourselves. And these What's are the difference? The, the same people that are pushing this these vaccinations and telling us we can't get this ivermectin are the same people who run around screaming, my body, my choice. Right. 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 I mean, let's talk about the irony here. Right. The same people screaming, my body, my choice. They're okay with, and wherever you stand on that, they're okay with abortion. Again, everything leads and leans to the idea of, Wanting more population control. It seems that way. It's certain. You know, and we were joking. You know, you were joking about seeing a a black helicopter. Dude, that wasn't... Listen, okay. Listen, and I I hope nothing happens here, but this was not a... This was not a joke, okay? I was talking to you about it and, you know, like, just telling you, I can't believe I seen this. There was a military helicopter i live in a small small town in ohio south of youngstown woohoo woohoo right it is a small small town in ohio and i'm at the local circle k store and here comes i I can hear it so loud i'm like oh there's a helicopter the first thing comes to my mind it's headed to the local hospital somebody's being life flighted it's unfortunate you know you but you see them you know it happens here comes this military helicopter out of nowhere, and it's low. And I, Jeffro, I mean it is low enough for me to feel the wind from the frickin' blades coming down, and it's got a machine gun on it. It's, it's, got, it's a fucking gunner on this damn thing. And I'm thinking, what are you doing here with this, with this fucking helicopter? What is a military helicopter doing in, in, in small-town suburbia? Why? What are you doing here? I mean, we have some national reserve bases around here, but, I, but it was make, so makes no one low. Right, right, and it has a gunner on it. Like here's, you know, and I made, I made a morbid joke whenever you mentioned that, and I said, well, they've got special glasses on. They're looking to see which people are, you know, emanating a magnetic field because they were the ones that took the vaccine, and they're seeing the ones who have not. And I laughed for a second, and then another second went by, and I turned and I looked at you, and a smile left my face, and I'm like, "What? Wait a minute, what if?" 
I mean, it's a, it's 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 a steep step, but I mean, look where we're at now. Critical thinking, I guess. You got to think outside the box whenever. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it was. I'm famous for making stupid, morbid, quick, reflex jokes, but sometimes, you know, I, I don't know. I, this is a conspiracy theory podcast, so. Well, one of the things that's, that I follow conspiracy theories, and one of the things that kind of stood out to me whenever I seen a helicopter, and I don't know why it immediately triggered in my mind. There were. Do you remember the Vegas shooting? Oh yeah, at the. Do you know what I'm talking music about? Concert. Yeah. So here we've got a guy who had, who was an, an avid gun owner. True. Uh, no history of any type of mental illness or whatever, from what I believe, right? That was the narrative. How how can we make this, you know, a political thing to disarm? Because to me, that's how I look at it. And no, it's unfortunate. Nobody should lose their life, especially at an event, you know, where you're trying to have fun. It's a nice a nice event. Everybody's having a good time. Um, and my heart goes out to everybody that was affected. It was a horrible, horrible thing that happened. But let's not be dismissive of the, of everyone who was there who said there were some eyewitnesses. The fire, the, sh- the, the 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 fire did not come from the hotel. There was a local, there not local. There was a helicopter that was local enough that they seen the fire coming from this helicopter. People who were there are saying this. In a traumatic time, a lot of times. In a traumatic event like that, people get things burned into their memory. Ooh. So people who who are eyewitnesses of something like that, that's not something that they would would lie about. I mean, because as far as they know, they don't know there's a shooter, or maybe there per, was. Per, well, they don't know what the narrative is that you like, know we were told that there was a shooter from a hotel room. Maybe there are multiple. As far as they know, there is somebody in a right. As right. far as you know, they're in the moment. They that's, don't know. No, you, you're. And it's fight or flight at that moment. Right. You're so, running for your life, and, and you're looking to see where the danger is from. And if they look up and they see, you know, fire shots from an airborne, you know, vehicle, they're they're going to say that's where it came from, right? That what they're if, their eyewitnesses. What if there were some shots coming from a hotel room right. as well as a helicopter? Right. Yeah, we're conspiracy theorists. But listen, um, and we're not trying. No, we're, we're not, not trying, trying to, to minimize this, this. Right? Exactly. But uh, again, this is the whole idea of believe very little of what you're being told because too often we find out years later that, or in this case with the Fauci files, months later, yeah, that whatever the narrative is that they're pushing out doesn't seem to be the case. And if you think maybe something like the helicopter uh incident is you know beyond the government there uh, i believe there was a event in new york going back uh 10 years ago eight years ago it's a story that uh crystal from breaking points and sagar from breaking points Mm -hmm. crystal brings up on a few occasions where there was this young uh islamic kid who was like 18 or, or something along those lines and and basically what was going on um they were trying to radicalize him you know the cia was was informing on him and saying hey listen you know um they had a internal or undercover officer trying to basically say hey listen you know do you want to go ahead and 
you know, do this or do that. And it got to the point where the kid got so scared and he said, nah, you know, I, I don't know if I'm really want to be in this sort of, you know, plan to have any sort of attack on, on New York city or the subway. I think it was the subway. And he goes, he goes so far as to say that, you know, I got to check with my mom before, you know, I do anything. And then finally he, he breaks down and he says, you know, I'll be a lookout. I'll be a scout. And based on that, the CIA and the FBI arrest him and tell, you know, they come out and they say, oh, we thwarted this this uh, bombing attempt on the subway. So basically they themselves are the ones that radicalized the kid and basically blackmailed him into being a terrorist. And the reason why they did that was because they got a check mark on their record saying, hey, we thwarted a, a terrorist attack, you know, and now that helps them in their career and they can keep moving up the chain. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, listen, you know, I got this on my record. You know, hey, I, I I solved this case. I solved this crime before it happened. I saved lives. And that kind of crazy shit happens all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean. So, so why couldn't maybe the Las Vegas thing happen like that? I, I don't know. I'm not saying that's what happened. And again, you know, my heart goes out to the people too. But Sure. You know, that's what this whole episode is about. You know, we haven't been told the truth for years, but blatantly we haven't been told the truth here in the last 15 months And I about remember, this whole pandemic. Right. And, and I remember, uh, you know, during, uh, during the Trump presidency of people coming out and talking about, you know, deep state, which was immediately demonized because one of, you know, it was a lot of QAnon followers that, that were talking about deep state and everything. If you listen, if you don't believe in a deep state by now, I don't know what more evidence you need. I mean, when we say deep state, we're talking about elites, right? Right. I mean, that's what we're, we're not. We're about. not talking. See, and this is the whole thing behind conspiracies. It's it's. We're not talking hundreds of people. We're not talking everybody in Congress, everybody in the Senate. We're not talking, you know, tens of people. We're talking handfuls. We're talking. We're 10, talking about the 12, puppet masters. 15, 20 people. The, right. the, the 20 people that control everything. Right. And, and the puppets are just doing what they're told. Right. And they compartmentalize everything. Right. right. Exactly. You well, don't know enough. Same thing with Area 51. Right? Everything. So, yeah. Right. I mean, we, we've dissected that. But and one of the, you know, then we have whistleblowers. Right. And it's I want to touch base on this before we end this podcast as well. Because uh, it, it's around John McAfee. We were, you know, we've recently seen that he has been suicided, I'll say. Um, this is a guy who made very, very public that he was not suicidal. If you don't know who John McAfee is, I'm sure people out there have heard of McAfee uh, antivirus, right, for your computers. This was a guy who come up with that, um, who was, uh, who had come up with this antivirus. Very, very intelligent guy, very smart guy. But uh, his You're company, talking about antivirus computers, right? Antivirus computers, McAfee. You know, like like a Norton, but McAfee, right? Okay. Um, I've used the product maybe once or twice. It's okay. I mean, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead if he is dead or whatever. I don't know. Um, but anyway, he's told, you know, he 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 quickly rises, right? It's 
big product. More and more people start to use it. I believe even uh, there was a time that it was implemented in with uh, Comcast Internet. And then within the past couple of years, it was dropped because uh, for whatever reason, all of a sudden, the government found it necessary to go after him for tax fraud which is a little hypocritical to me, right? I mean, we're, we're, you and I talk about big business owners, you know, and you can't leave Trump out of this because if, if you give people a loophole to use, if they know how to use it, they're going to use it. Right. Right. So it's the same thing uh, Sager talked about and a lot of it, you know, one of his videos that we posted, um, the 1%, you know, they're not paying taxes. We even seen where, yeah, they're not paying taxes. They're not. If they're not paying taxes. Um, Jeff Bezos, which made me sick when we talked about this. Not only is he not paying taxes, that motherfucker is getting a refund. He got a low-income child tax refund because he claimed, what was it, 2012 or 2015 or whatever it was, that he had zero income. Matter of fact, he claimed that he lost money on his taxes. He claimed that he had uh, investments that surpassed his income, therefore he was eligible to get the the four thousand dollar tax tax child income. Sickening, the, because this while, man at the time was worth like eighteen billion dollars. He's the richest man. He's the richest man. Even at that time, he was the richest man. Unbelievable. So while the everyday citizen who is living paycheck to paycheck is paying, you know all this money in taxes that they really can't afford. These elite billionaires aren't paying a fucking penny. They're actually getting refunds back. Imagine how much money he would have paid in the taxes that year. If he, oh, I, I forget geez. the, I forget the figure it was like eight, 8 billion here in that year, or 18 billion, which would be uh, nothing to him still. Right, right. So $8 billion, he would have had to pay like what? $3 billion in the taxes, three and a half billion. So, I mean, I'm going to show my political allegiance here. You know, Bernie kept saying free education, free Medicare, yeah, you know, free early child care, free you know, care for the elderly, and people were thinking that where did you come up with the money? Where would the money come from? We we can't afford that. Oh, really? Just enforce the tax laws we already have. We don't need new laws. Flat tax. We, I mean, we don't even need to do that. Literally, we just need to enforce the, well, the yeah, laws just, that we have now. But I mean, if you if you want to be able to do, to do those things as well, right, and keep it going, what is wrong with a flat tax? Well, the wrong with a flat tax is you can't you can't evade those taxes. Exactly. And, I well, mean, it's not. I mean, it's not. There's nothing wrong with it. The problem is it doesn't work for the 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 higher wealth. Look, there's. If we go back to this over and over again. You know, it's separation by wealth. It's not separation through anything else. It's separation by wealth. That's that's the real picture here. That, and if if you're thinking it's something else, or you're thinking it's by color or indifferences or anything like that, you're you're highly highly mistaken. Um, but but I feel like I'm getting off. Uh, yeah, of the we McAfee can do a thing. whole a whole podcast on taxes. Right. So so going back to McAfee, he goes and he says uh, he flees the country. Right, they're coming after him. When I went on the run in police. I had friends in the U.S. Embassy in Belize. I knew I was coming down. I'm not stupid. I had arranged with the head of security. I was going to come in. He said, sir, we have it from the highest authority. We are not to allow you entry into the U.S. Embassy. 
Understand me. Who was the highest authority in the State Department? Hillary Clinton. I'm an American citizen with a f***ing American passport. I'm sorry. I'm not wanted in America. I've got no crimes in America. Is it not a reason to say, I don't think I'm going to vote for you? And yet you're here now. For a month and a half, I was on the run. The reason that the government wanted to collect me was that after they had raided my property in 2012 in the jungle, shot my dog, abused me, destroyed a half million dollars worth of my property over a bogus charge, I was pissed off. And so I I donated uh, to many secretaries within the government laptop computers, really nice ones, that were preloaded with viral spyware. Within a week, the entire government computer system was under my control. I was watching, monitoring, listening. I was looking for information that they had set me up for that raid. I didn't find that. I did find out that the Minister of National Defense was the largest drug trafficker in all of Central America. And the Minister of Immigration, the largest human trafficker. We don't want to get killed by them either, so we're probably not going to That's fine, that's fine. Even from his own mouth. So he just starts pulling all of this information from these high intelligent areas of our government. 31 terabytes of information is what he says. And then later on, there's a tweet of his residency. 31 terabytes, they know I have them. To me, I'm like, okay, well, why would you call out where the 31 terabytes is? You're just asking for it now. Obviously, he's fled the country. Um, The address that he called out was the same address of the building that collapsed recently in Miami. And many, many different people. They they tried saying it was a sinkhole, which, make no mistake, Florida's known for having sinkholes because Florida itself is sinking, right? Right. There's no sinkhole there. Many people who've worked in demolition are saying, no, that was a demolition thing. The way that building came down, that was a demolition happening. So now people are raising questions. This guy who's claiming up and down he's not suicidal, he was about to be extradited back to the United States. Right, he was in a Portugal prison? So right. Was, it? Uh, was it Portugal? Portugal, Spain, one um, of the two. Maybe it was Spain. Costa Rica, maybe? I'm not sure. Whatever. Um, anyway, he's suicided, right? They want you gone. They want you gone. You'll be gone. He's gone. The location of where he says the 31 terabytes of information on your government, your elitist government, that building collapses. None of this shit is So his, he claimed that that information was in his condo that was in that building. That's what he claimed. My question, immediate one: Why would you make that public? Unless you were trying to send a message. Look, people, this is where I have all everything on your your horrible government. And he goes into, um, what did I say? It was uh, the, the Secretary of Defense or or whatever. There was two different people. He it was in the clip. But they were involved in uh, drug trafficking through and cartel and human, human trafficking. trafficking. Heavily, heavily. Heavily. And he had all this information and he says, yeah, I got it here. If you want to send a message, right? Almost daring them to... Daring them, right? Because once they do it, now you've just validated the guy. 
even though he's he's a speaking from the grave. I mean that that's that's a that's a ballsy ploy because he and if that's what he was doing then you know he actually and I made the claim to you if sacrifice some of the people that lived in that building too. If we're talking if we're talking about our government who is ballsy second to none then you've got to play that ballsy game back or you will not succeed in anything that you're doing to try to oust these people. You will never succeed. It's right. horrible. It's almost like he felt the need that that was going to be the only way that he was going to get anybody's attention maybe by making a, a play like that. I mean, that's a and he's not wrong. Like if that if that's that was the evil, case, he's yeah. not wrong. No, but that's still it's horrible. Yeah, that's, but we're expendable, right? I mean, to the, to our government, we are very expendable. You and I have talked about this many times. We are expendable, right? They don't give a shit about. We're collateral. People. We're collateral, right? So to to combat a government who doesn't doesn't look to its people with heart, you've got to play the same game. I mean, if that's what he did, and he to bring awareness, I mean, there's there's a lot of people pointing that connection out. Very much so. Very much so. Well, Jeffro, I, I I feel like we've gone on for quite a bit here with this yeah, one. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of information. We've rambled. Yes. Yeah. There's there's a lot to digest with this uh, with this episode, and and we keep going on about the different episodes we want to do. But it seems like every time we want to get into these other episodes that we plan out, something else happens. Like other shit pops up, and it's like we can't ignore it. We can't. No. Yeah. It's it. Would, it would be negligible on our part to ignore some of the information we came across. Very and not much so. Bring it up. Very much so. So at least bring it up to, for you guys out there to yeah. think about it. Highlights Evernectrin. Look into it. Look deeply. If if anything else, deeply look into Evernectrin. If I can persuade people out there not to get vaccinated, just hold off at the very least until we find right out some now, more information. I mean, you've. It's at your own risk, right? It seems to be a lot of arrows pointing to dangerous. And when I, and, I, and I get it. You know, people who out there who smoke, I'm not a smoker, you're not a smoker. People who out there that smoke, you know, you get the warning label on the side of the pack and everything. At least you're getting the warning label, but you're still going to do it. Right? Right. Don't ignore the warning signs. Do not ignore the warning signs. I most likely will. I, I'm never going to get it. I'll be honest with you. And, uh, you know, if people out there are hearing this and they're transferring this message and it's somewhere on the web or whatever, and, oh, this guy's never going to get it, let's start with the the fuck your vaccine, okay? Because I'm going to look further. If the claims of ivermectin are true. Exactly. Dr. Weinstein came out and said, and he he was a, uh, his specialty is the virus evolution, evolutionary science of viruses. He says we can eradicate this from this planet, period. Forever. Forever. If we just use it both as a prophylactic and as a therapy. And I'll tell you what. this No vaccines needed. I, I, would, I, would, I would consider this prophylactic. I've never considered a prophylactic. <laughs> I will consider of this Of any one. kind. Yeah. I will consider this one... Um, simply because and we're always told 
Follow the science. Follow the science. I uh, don't just only tell if it's me. convenient for them. Right. Don't just tell me to follow the science on what you want me to follow the science on. And even when I do it, I say, "Hey, listen, this is what the science is showing." No, 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 no. Either you're going to follow the science or you're not going to follow the science, right? Let's not ignore this drug that we're being told is so effective to the point where you were just saying we can eradicate this virus completely forever. Let's not be dismissive of this. Let's not be dismissive. All right, Jeff Rowe, what do you think? Until then? Until then, brother. Until then.